Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am stale gingerbread. Trey Plotnicki. I am the... You have said that before. Thank you, next. New one. New one. Yes, and. Okay. Yeah. I am... I am... I am cookie icing on the tip of my pinky finger. Trey Plotnicki. Oh, man. I am the stock you bought at Christmas. Daniel Kunkel. And we got another film today daniel uh 2017 keeps on coming sorry in sorry who is this daniel you're talking to who's this daniel i'm talking to i'm mr kunkel oh sorry trey i've been business boyified you've been business boyified i've been business boyified give it to me uh this movie business boyified me you're mr kunkel now i'm mr kunkel now this movie turned me around on at least this business boy daniel i will say yep mr kunkel excuse me pardon me Mr. Kunkel, I Please, will... Daniel's my son. Yeah. I'm Mr. Kunkel. <laughs> I'm Mr. Kunkel now. I am turned around also on on the business boy for, for this particular movie. Yes. Uh, and I think he's, in a lot of ways, dare I say, the victim. 100% agree. It's something to look forward to in this 100% episode. 100% agree. All right, I'm taking my, I'm taking my business, ca- my trading cap off is, is still hanging here. <sighs> Oh my god. Oh my god, that was no, crazy. the transformation's painful yeah, each time. Something behind <laughs> Um <laughs> So we got the sweetest Christmas. 2017 is the sweetest Christmas. Uh Daniel, Lacey Chabert is back. Mm-hmm. Um Terry Ingram is back directing. This is the yep. second and uh final movie he's directed in 2017. Uh the first movie he directed in 2017 was Marry Me at Christmas. Mm. Uh, which was uh the movie with the uh blonde uh incest twins so <laughs> a great way to start this podcast <laughs> is saying that good morning everybody uh so i guess let's just dive right in yeah trey first and foremost to get us started here is twenty thousand dollars a lot of money uh twenty five thousand dollars sorry is twenty five thousand dollars a lot of money um uh it, it's a lot of money if you already have a job okay Fair answer. Uh, but if you have no job and you have no savings, $25,000 will last probably the better half of a year. I think for, I mean, for all of you who aren't in business like I now am, I think that's a lot of money. And as a prize for a gingerbread decorating competition, it is a vomit inducing amount of money. Yeah, maybe that's my privilege speaking. Maybe that's my <laughs> maybe that's my I've never, Have you ever been in a cooking competition or a baking no, I, competition? I have not. Neither have I. So I don't know if this is normal or not. Okay, wait. Can I can I say because I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, so so functionally, the plot what what we're looking forward to in this movie is the American gingerbread competition. Guess what? <laughs> it's coming to some random town in Georgia. Yay. Uh, Lacey is a is a baker. She wants to make this uh, baking company called Kylie's Cakes. Yep. Uh, she went to culinary school and stuff, and she... Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. She went to cooking school, according to, to cook- her sister. <laughs> she went to cooking school. That's right. Uh, she And she wants to... Uh, win this contest prize of $25,000 to restart mm-hmm. her business kylie's yep. uh, her, her online business yeah <laughs> her her she her, her her website she wants to start a her dream is to yeah. start a website and listen nothing wrong with the website 
I don't understand how she doesn't have the money already because she right. works for a she works for the construction firm in this town. She is the office manager. Well, well, Eddie, she what, basically is the office manager. But here's here's what I'm saying regarding the twenty five thousand dollars. Yes, and and the prize money and stuff like that. Yeah. I believe, based on my background, I am disillusioned to the amount of money that is in certain things. For example, mm -hmm. I play a lot of Super Smash Bros. I am a Super Smash Bros. stan. Yeah. I love going to uh, tournaments and stuff like that, and I love watching tournaments. Yes, you do. There is no money in the competitive Smash Ultimate scene mm -mm. Mm -mm. because Nintendo does not support the game directly. No. But and, and it's one of the biggest fighting games of all, if not the biggest fighting game of all time. Most entrants, tons of yeah. people showing up locally and regionally and nationally for these tournaments. Street Fighter Five has a much lower fan base, smaller fan base, has fewer participants, has a higher barrier of ent entry. Definitely. And they have tens of thousands of dollars at every tournament, kind mm -hmm. almost no matter what the size. No, because uh, the developers support the game. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like a gingerbread competition, like having twenty five thousand dollars, which is kind of insane, especially just some random competition in, in yeah. Georgia, like some of those local qualifying events or local competitions, if they have a good enough sponsor or enough sponsors or like get buzz going, yeah. they're just they're people who have money who just throw it away for the fun of it because they like something like it really is like it's kind of a cross your fingers type scenario if you just stumble ass backward into a hobby that pays you really well anyway this is not a smash bros podcast what are we That's talking about what week. are we talking no uh, no next week is our <laughs> we're very excited to announce this we are going to be starting our last man standing fan cast that's right. Sorry. We are Tim, I'm a, such big fans of, of Tim, the Tim uh, Allen vehicle, Last Man Standing. Yeah. We got to talk about this flick because we also have a star of that show in our movie this week. Smoothest, yeah. smoothest off ramp I've ever given us. That, that was amazing, Daniel. Yeah. Um, you've, 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 You've done well for yourself. 90% of this movie is baking. Uh, yeah, 90% of this movie is baking. The other 10% of this movie is... No, 5% is... Uh, a really stubborn white man trying to get what he wants. And the other 5% is a really stubborn white man m bitching and moaning the entire time. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, I said this five minutes ago, but let's dive let's right dive in. in. Uh, so I already talked about what the crux of this movie is, this gingerbread yeah. context, uh, yeah. contest. The movie starts with uh, a date. And yeah. this is sort of where we int are introduced to uh, this business boy that Daniel and I like a lot. Yeah. Trey, his name is Hockey. His name is Hockey. His it, name is Hockey. It, he owns Hockey Homes. And it's unironic. Yeah. It's not a bit. His name is Hockey and everybody just rolls with it. And I, meanwhile, have written it in all caps in my notes. Hockey Homes. Alex Hockey is literally called Mr. Business in the movie. <laughs> And Lacey Chabert is his girlfriend at the beginning. Now, no, he's right. very excited. It's their anniversary. He's like, I have pulled out all the stops for this. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah. here's the thing. So Lacey is doing the girl thing where it's like, I expect him to propose. Or, or that not the girl thing, the Hallmark girl thing. Yes. Uh, where it's like, I'm expecting him to propose. And I, where I sit on the couch and I ask based off of 
what? On what evidence? On Kylie. what possible evidence, Kylie? Because so go ahead it's the anniversary she, she yeah, it's their anniversary she's like she's asking mr hockey's assistant like hey what's going on what's he doing she's like he hasn't told me he wanted this to be very personal very special me i'm like oh my god wow like for a business boy but even just for a hallmark guy this is like impressive mm-hmm. he yeah. takes her he, and then it's kind of anticlimactic she he like he blindfolds her which is a red flag for us but they're walking on the street. She's like, "Ooh, I smell this," and I'm like, "Your town is one street long. I, how do you not <laughs> to be know fair, where? Fifteen minute city. It's sure, sure. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he, um. So they 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 go to this restaurant. And she's like, "Oh my god, where are we gonna go?" And it's this. Oh, it's this cute little Italian place. I think it's cute as hell. It's very cute. It's it. So we find out that it used to be a sort of really cheap late night pizza place. Yeah. And the son of the own of the previous owner it still is kind of built it up. Yeah. yeah. It kind of still is. It kind of still uh, is. Uh, the, built it up and sort of made it this fancy five star uh, Italian place. Yeah. And I and I think it's a cute place. I think it's yeah. a perfectly reasonable place to take your girlfriend to. Yeah. But Lacey has other ideas because. <laughs> There's a reason why they've never been to this five-star pizza place before. And it was because Kylie's former prom date, Nick, is the owner. And it's a good, awkward little scene between the two of them. And to his credit, Mr. Hockey is just like, oh, that's really great to meet you. Wow. And, And like, she's clearly uncomfortable. She's like, we dated for a bit. And Hockey's just like, oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, great to meet you. Yeah. Mr. Hockey just rolls with it like he a champion. He doesn't care. Cause he doesn't like, give a shit. Because what? Because he's what, a grown adult. Right. Because what person would be like, uh-oh, prom date from 13 years ago. I, I'm Oh, I'm you guys little, kind I'm of sweating. dated your freshman year of college. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sweating over here. So Hockey takes a phone call. They have a scene. Yep. They sit down. They're roses. There's a nice dinner. Uh, rose petals. Nice dinner. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. And then she's like, he's like, listen, Lacey Chabert, I've got a big question for you. Will you become, he's, he's big into teams. He's like, Lacey, yeah, we're a team. We're a team. And I'm like, team. that's a perfectly reasonable way to discuss your relationship. That's not, a, I, Lacey treats it like it's an insult. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't no, think that's, is that weird to you? I don't think that's weird. I think, I, I would, I mean, no. I think we're a team. We're We're partners. Yeah. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. And he's like, I want us to be even more of a team, which I understand why it bothers Lacey. But look at this man. Look at Mr. Look at Mr. Alex Hockey and tell me that he has a malicious bone in his body. He's like, I want you to be the office manager. This is crushing for her. Obviously, I understand her perspective. Alex Hockey does not have a malicious bone in his fucking no. body. He's so nice during this entire thing. And he actually has no idea what he did wrong. Nope. Because, because, because she just doesn't explain and storms out. She leaves. And there's no reason for her to believe that she's being proposed to. Aside from maybe the rose petals, but also like. It's her anniversary. It's her anniversary. They're working together. She's good at her job. She's like. I personally, here, Daniel, please. I'm going to list off some days that are not appropriate to propose on or Excellent. get married on. Are Excellent. you ready? Take anniversary. Uh, anniversary yeah. one, yep. uh, Valentine's Day two, sure. Christmas three, 
Yeah, sure. St. Pat- Patrick's Day. Yeah. Four. Because you're at a bar all day. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fourth of July, five. That's tacky. Kwanzaa. Um, uh, any day that is of significance to you already. So birthdays, um, oh, other do, people's yeah, birthdays, birthday. other people's wedding anniversaries in your life. Oh, yeah. Big one. Um, so any of those. So if I am going out on an anniversary date, yep. I am instantly not expecting to be proposed to. And I would <laughs> actually be I would actually be like if I was proposed to. I'd be it'd be a little weird. And yeah. I don't think it would be I don't think it would be bad necessarily. It would no, be it a little be, it'd be strange. It wouldn't be bad. It'd be strange. Um so so they kind of have this she's just like, "Okay, we're done." Like she she breaks up with him. Yeah, she she storms out and breaks up with him. And he's he's left to pick up the pieces of the dinner. He has a chat with Nick outside and is like, "Uh, bro, Nick is basically like, "Bro, <laughs> Like, I think she thought you were proposing. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Business is like, oh, sh- shit. We got and, and instantly Mr. Business is like, oh, oh, I see what's gone wrong here. Yeah. But he and he's immediately apologetic. Immediately. Like, in, in, instantly. So Lacey finds out she's gotten to the National Gingerbread Competition. Uh, Mr. Business is kind of awkward around her. Is he maybe too awkward? Sure. Is he unprofessional? I would not say so. No, I would not say he's any bit of un- unprofessional. I think he's in. I think maybe the problem is he's too professional. That's great. that's the problem. B- he's Mr. Business. Lacey is like, oh, God, my oven's broken. I don't know how I'm going to bake for the gingerbread competition. Because I know. My, because my <laughs> sister's kids blew it up. Like, no joke. There are there are charred stains on the walls. Literally, the oven is blown up. By the way, we haven't even talked about Lacey's sister. Her sister shows up and then vanishes. Yeah, she's the, but she's also the biggest backseater of any life that I've ever seen in a Hallmark movie. Yes. She she is backseating Lacey hard and also like annoyingly she's she's like the color commentator and also uh has a you know in driver's ed when you're in a driver's (laughs) ed specific car and there is a brake pedal in the passenger seat too oh yes the controllers yes 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 lacy's driving that car she's driving that car this sister shows up constantly her, her little kids are like, can we do this? And Lacey's like, sure. And then their kids, as you said, blow up her oven. Blow <laughs> I don't know what they were cooking in there. Yeah, I, I, there's, yeah. So, so Lacey's got to find another oven. Um, My God, and what a riveting plot line. Number one on the list. Oh, uh, what was number one on the list? It was not Nick. Well, I was going to go. Uh-oh, it was shit, her I- neighbor. Number one was the neighbor, and she the was neighbor. like, "I just don't feel comfortable asking." Which is like, "Hey, listen, Lacey, I totally get it. I'm I'm super that way as well. I do not want to ask anybody for anything at any point in time. I'm an American, rugged individualism. Thousand dollars, but twenty five thousand dollars is on you. And and she gets her application <laughs> late, so she has like four days to do this. Yeah, she, she, so well, Lacey, shut up and do it. There's big ticking clock energy because she's the scene literally goes like this. The oven's broken. Husband walks in. Good news. The oven will be fixed by Christmas. Lacey goes, that's in seven days. My contest is in six days. It's like, <laughs> did a monkey write this? Did a monkey trying to write Hamlet accidentally put I, they, this and say, I guess we can use this? read Save the Cat like four times through <laughs> and then write this script. Like it is. 
Repeat the stakes. Raise them. Raise them. Repeat. Oh, raise. there's a man in your life. He's got an oven. So she goes to the. She goes to Nick and is like, first of all, this is like our third Nick in a row. We yeah. It's our second at least. I don't remember the one right before last week's, but I'm. This is our second Nick in a row. Yeah, we red we've flag, had a lot red of flag. Yeah, we've had quite a bit of Nicks in in our life. But this Nick, his actor name is uh, Leia Coco, which is kind of fun. So I wish oh, I went I mean, with that. <laughs> the, so she goes to him and he's like, totally, you could use my oven. My son is also here. I'm divorced. Daniel, this happens all the time. Yeah. Where I'm watching this movie and when I see someone have a kid, I'm like, D- based on how they're acting, dead or divorced? You have. It's impossible. And then also when there's a kid, based on how they're acting, I'm like, is that her kid? Because like, you know what I mean. Hundred like, percent. Yes. When, he, when when they're talking with each other and there's like that tension, it's like there's no way this wasn't just a prom date gone wrong. Like there's a <laughs> child there, and maybe that's her child. Yeah. Maybe Bobby is Kylie's mom. Maybe because we don't see. You'd think she'd know. But. Do, Divorced or dead, and it's divorced, which divorced. makes sense for Nick because Nick is a, a clown. In my Nick opinion. is a buffoon of a man. I do not yeah. like Nick. Uh, the rest of the movie keeps going. Uh, she keeps baking. They fall in love a little bit. We learn their tragic backstory, which we'll talk about in a second. Lacey's obsessed with this German gingerbread woman who, in order to try and get back at her, Alex Hockey brings this woman in to make... First of all, to be part of the competition, which not a great move because like she's the grandmother of Greg. She's the godmother of gingerbread. But first, Alex does offer his own business as oh. as the uh, as a sponsorship to Kylie. That's correct. Which, so I talked with uh, my girlfriend about this and we came to the conclusion that it's like, look, if this gingerbread contest happened a year down the pike after yeah. this breakup, that would be a gesture that makes sense, that's mm-hmm. really nice, shows that Alex is a good guy and just wants to move on with his life. And it's like, sure. all I really wanted was to help you with your business as you've helped me with mine. Like, that's yeah, it. That's and that's fair. really all Lacey wanted in this movie was that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it happened, like, what, two days after they yeah. broke up? And then, and then we get a line from... Uh, Mr. Business himself saying, oh, I got I just got to do something to win her back. That's when it seems like a little disingenuous and uh, I don't like I think I trying to buy the relationship back. But yes, yes. The buying the relationship is definitely a, a concern here. There is clearly a big uh, financial power imbalance that I don't really think is acknowledged by the two of them, even while they are together. That's valid. Definitely. But he doesn't, what's interesting is he doesn't like hang it over. No, I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah. think he's, I don't think he's ridiculous about it. I'm not trying to say Mr. Hockey is perfect. He's, he's no, definitely no, no. not, but I, flawed, especially when we learn about, I want to, let's talk about their backstory real quick between Nick and Lacey. Okay. And then we'll talk about Ina Bruckner, Ina the Bruckner. godmother of gingerbread. Yeah. Uh, so their backstory, Lacey was in school. Nick was at li- still lived in the town, right? He was driving back and forth to see her all the time. Wow, what a sweet gesture. <laughs> Nick, Nick's father died. Lacey literally fucking ghosts him right after his father dies. Her ex her explanation 
I'm paraphrasing, of course. Her explanation is essentially, if I hadn't left him right after... Sorry, his mom died, too. His mom oh, yeah, died. Yeah. Her explanation is essentially, if I hadn't left him right after his mom died, he would have lost his family business. So she ghosts him. Just so, Daniel, just so he can keep the the restaurant. Like, so what's what's your take on this? What's your opinion on this? I don't. You shouldn't do that to your friends, let alone your partner. <laughs> Trey, if you called me tomorrow and were like, "My mom died," and I ghosted you and said you were quitting the podcast, we're quitting. No, I don't even say that. I never talk to you. And and you and you. And, but your internal monologue is, in order to save Mistletoe's secret, I have to ghost Trey. I have to ghost Trey. He's got to find a new host, because otherwise otherwise, I'm just going to... She doesn't give an explanation. Like, her explanation <laughs> isn't any... She's like, she's like I, he keeps driving back and forth to see me. Hey, Lacey, do you want to drive back to see him, maybe? It's one of it's literally one of the most despicable things I've ever heard a fictional character do. I don't know why they made this choice. I don't know whose idea this was. And I feel you know, bad for Lacey having to like give this monologue. I didn't I you recapping this kind of cha- changes who my naughtiest might be. Cuz I had a naughtiest oh, in it's mind. Her. <laughs> I had a naughtiest in mind and now I'm pretty sure it's Kylie. It's Lacey. Dude, that's so, that's insane. Yeah, I yeah, that's kind of uh, unhinged in a way, and also treated with such low stakes that it's treated it's treated like every scene in these movies is when they eventually get to like why we broke up the first time, where it's just like my snorkeling business was taking off, and you had a dying grandmother at home, so we had to go <laughs> our separate ways, and it's just like they're all treated so flippantly, and they are all the like the secretly the cruelest things yeah, you can I like, think of. It's like I killed your dog, I broke your dad's kneecaps, but listen, Nick, breakups are messy. <laughs> Like that, like that sort of, it's, it feels like that. If and I Nick is like, yeah, breakups are tough, man. They're if tough. I hadn't framed you for murder by burying that dead body under your grandmother's petunia garden, <laughs> you would have lost the petunia garden business. <laughs> and it's like, Lacey, I was in prison for 15 years on false murder charges. But how, but how nourished were those petunias? <laughs> Dude, uh, okay. it, oh my god, it's insane. Because they don't do anything to make me like Lacey. Um, no. Well, no. They. Well, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely Back right. Back to Save the Cat. I feel like we talk about this every couple of episodes, but just in case people are new to the pod and aren't in the writing verse, right. Save the Cat is a very famous writing book. The essential idea is you should have your main character perform some act of kindness uh, heroism, bravery, very early on in your story to make us invested in them. Lacey doesn't do that. And in fact, she gets worse and worse throughout <laughs> the movie. Well, Lacey does, uh, Lacey does a few things and that are nice, quote unquote, quote unquote. but are <laughs> instantly met with the character that she's doing the nice things for pissed at her. Yes. So I'll give two examples. Please. Example number one, at the very beginning of the movie, she makes cookies for, she's making a gingerbread house, and she makes cookies for uh, her kids, uh, yeah. or for her sister's kids. Yep. Um, and she makes these cookies for the kids, and she's about to give it to the kids, and then her sister is like, they can't have cookies. 
Like, I'm not, like, we're not giving them cookies, Lacey. <laughs> and she's like, how about just one? And then they get their cookies. But how are they going like, to feel better after I stomped on their ankles? <laughs> Two. So she finds out Nick does not have a Christmas tree or doesn't really like Christmas and celebrate Christmas. Oh, my so God. So she goes yeah. and gets a Christmas tree at the local Christmas tree farm and gives it to, and delivers it door to door to Nick. And she nick is like i don't want this fucking tree dude nick's monologue is kick ass in this yeah scene. nick talks like a real human being for a moment all the hallmark drops away and nick is just like look i have just figured out how to be a single father it's very difficult to to learn how to do that and be running a business i finally had this down i can't have you coming back into my life <laughs> and then bail and disappoint my son that way and i was yeah. like pulled over by this because it's a good monologue good performance c it is the most jarring performance i've ever like switch i've ever seen in a movie it, like it, this. because we haven't really had that sort of outright confrontation like that and then nick mm-hmm. reluctantly takes the tree yeah he sees the son he sees his son in the windows like really pumped about it so he's like yeah okay fine we'll have the tree and then because she bought the tree, she was late to her actual job duties <laughs> of decorating the the this uh for the for the Christmas party yeah, at the big at, office at work party. at Hockey Homes. So like sincerely, anything nice, any gesture that she does that is save the cat ish, she it is immediately met with her downfall. Yes. So I, yeah, that's um. I, this, it's not. I'm it's starting not, it's, to. It's not Lacey's performance fault. It's not her performance. No, no. Fault. This is just an insanely written character. Yeah, I think this version of Lacey is, I believe, our Thanos. <laughs> she, the winner. Okay, so the winner of this competition gets twenty five thousand dollars and the golden gingerbread man. Also, it has to be said. I'm, and I'm not exclusionary at all. There's a lot of non Americans in the American gingerbread competition. There are, there's someone from Canada. There's a Canadian. There's a German lady. There's, and then there's Ina. And then there's uh, Lacey, who's from Georgia, which yeah. this movie takes place in Atlanta. Um, Gotta be one of and, our first Georgia films, if not the first, by the way. And then Jim, who's from Milwaukee, which is basically Canada, uh, if we're being honest with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It's not bad weird. It's just, I was like, why did they make everybody... Literally half the contestants are not American. Also, why four? Why four? For, see, for the American gingerbread competition, quarter quell, Daniel, the it's quarter quell, so, the 25th yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ina has actually, though, been hired to make a honestly pretty kick ass gingerbread display mm-hmm. that that eventually Lacey finds uh, like like the hand of doom. And she opens it up, and this hand comes up, middle finger raised, with a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then and then Mr. Hockey shows up and is like, "Oh, you weren't supposed to see that." It's yeah. He's he's literally like a little boy with his pants down, <laughs> like like oh 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 uh, oh. Will Lacey, you marry I, uh, me? Yeah. And okay, let me describe this scene Please. because uh, it's insane. Um, so. Lacey, insanely good i think you meant yeah to say. Lacey walks in to alex and ina talking to each other at the hotel where the gingerbread competition is taking place they're building they're building the gingerbread obviously um and it's she's like what do you guys prize is twenty five thousand dollars are you kidding me guys come on <laughs> you could have spent a little it's not even a resort a it's hall. just a yeah. hotel some hotel um 
so they're talking with each other and Lacey's like can I why are you what's going on <laughs> and uh like exactly as daniel said alex is like uh oh uh what are you doing here lacy and and he's so <laughs> nervous and like we're, we're like what's going on and alex is full-on about to propose and he does nick comes in sees the proposal happen he comes in like the phantom of the opera from a balcony and is <laughs> yeah, like looking down and everybody's like dun, dun. Well, and then he like walks out here's what was weird about that yeah that he came in on the third floor yes daniel think about this yeah the entrance presumably <laughs> Let's sketch this scene out here yeah yeah the entrance presumably is on the first floor yes right Lacey chabert to the judging floor, which mm-hmm. is the second floor, walks up the stairs. So Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick would have had to look in the lobby of the hotel. Because it's the lobby where this yeah, it's, judging it's is lobby. taking place. No, 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 no. The second floor is where oh, the sorry, judging this, is yeah, taking sorry. place. Yeah. So Nick would have had to enter the lobby, say, Lacey's not here, and then go, let me skip where the gingerbread is. <laughs> And go straight to the third floor. <laughs> and this is the night before the competition. This is, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I, I, like, why are you up there, dude? Like, she's so not there. Like, there's no way she, she's either it's first so floor or second floor. It's so they can have this floor. look down. It's so they can have this look down shot. Yeah. There was no consideration for logic. It was all, hey, what if right. he, like, appeared tall and menacing and then ran out and then he runs out to his car and Lacey's like it's not what it looks like Lacey's still on the balcony he's down on the ground floor now she's on the second story still so he's teleported (laughs) as far as I can tell and he comes (laughs) I didn't even put that together that she like runns out onto a balcony and he's down the he's down on the ground floor in the parking lot he has parked like a maniac half of his car is out of the spot and it's like at a mm, 35 degree angle if i'm being generous there's so much wrong with the end of this movie and then it just kind of tumbles apart from there into the competition lacy first of all can we talk about these gingerbread these things look like shit for twenty five thousand dollars may i say they really they did not bring their best and their brightest to atlanta georgia on this fine day to uh what's the name of the inn helen inn they did not come bring their their best to the helen inn on this they just 25th all made anniversary. Little, they made little houses. And I'm like, this is a $25,000 competition. No yeah. one made a cool little Millennium Falcon or like a big this is, building. Like, this is the AGC, Daniel. Yeah. This is the AGC, the American Gingerbread this Competition. This is the thing that Gingerbread dreams. We should do a whole We should do a whole episode that's like us doing a play-by-play commentary of a Gingerbread of Competition. It'd be really fun, actually. <laughs> uh, post it on our YouTube. Do it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, AGC quarter quell. Uh, it's time <laughs> to judge. They make okay, Daniel. Yeah. Da- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I'm just gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go on my rant until the end of this movie Do because it. I need it. Things are in disarray. Obviously, yeah. Nick. Nick I've is, set my microphone down. Nick. Thank you. Nick is. Uh, <laughs> Nick is nowhere to be seen. Lacey's like, I-, I need Nick here and. So somebody makes a phone call that gets Nick to the to the judging place. I'm sorry, one Lace- interruption. He, she changes her competition design. Oh yeah, yeah. She changes twelve it. hours twelve hours before. She's asked. So she she initially gets like a Santa's uh, village type theme, she, which she's been working on for days. She 
it's, somebody asks, where's that, where's that Santa's village you've been working on? And she goes, my nieces thought it tasted really great. She trashed it. Then she started making another design, which is a carbon copy of I, Ina Bruckner, one of Ina Bruckner's designs, trashes that 12 hours before the cookie making, comp the gingerbread competition, when she has already resigned defeat, begins working on her third idea. Now, Daniel, the hallmark of this gingerbread competition is like most chocolate molding competitions in which most of it, if not, no, they make a big stink. All of it. All of it must be edible. Remember this, Daniel. The entire gingerbread structure must be edible. Smash cut, it's the competition. Ina Bruckner's design is the proposal of vehicle, which is fine. It's very pretty, and... Uh, it ain't $25,000, though. Yeah, it's, it's not $25,000. This is a $3,000 gingerbread competition no. here. And then the other gingerbreads are fine. Um, so, uh, Lacey's design is the carousel in which they shared their first kiss, in which Nick and Kylie shared their first kiss, okay? Cute. So it's very cute, and she said it has to come from the heart. She uses these uh, longer uh, candy cane things that she bought uh, in, like, the first act at the uh, restaurant store. It's very cute. Uh, what we – there's a callback, which is Bobby creates this Lazy Susan type thing, which just spins the pizza forever at the pizza place. And it just, it's either kid, like, oh, like pizza ovens already have this. Yeah. It's, it's just a spinny pizza device. It's cute. This kid is whatever, sure. but Lacey decides to use it in her gingerbread design. Yep. And now Daniel. Yes. As this judge is walking past the same judge who made the biggest stink, who said three times in the movie, your whole structure needs to be edible. Looks at that thing and goes, very nice. Sees <laughs> this lazy Susan that is robot parts. They're literally holding says, a remote with wires that go into the gingerbread structure. It is wholly, I go, that's wholly not edible. So I'm thinking, oh, the end of this movie, it's going to be, it's going to be one of the, it's going to be Jim Olsen, Milwaukee sports well, bar owner, that's going to win this thing. No, because Ina was going to win and Ina was going to give her the money. Ina... Also, does has inedible parts in her structure. Ina's front door opens has, remotely. She has the middle finger. Her front door opens remotely. The ring is wholly not edible, and it's a jewelry jewelry store. So if you're gonna tell me that that ring is not in that container just because she said no to the proposal, your ass is grass. You can't give that ring back either, right? No, you can't buy it sticking in a gingerbread for like four days and then be like, mm, I'm done. No, here no. you go. As a prop. No, you cannot return that. No. So, Daniel, two, two, <laughs> two of the yeah. of the four semifinalists <laughs> grossly misinterpreted the directions and created two inedible structures. And they're Ina not even, Bruckner, it's not even the, worth it. It's not, they're not even worth it. It's like one no. spins and one has a door that opens. It, it was not worth no. a gross violation of literally one of like no. three rules. So in conclusion, Lacey does win. Crime. After breaking the rules. Crime. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. And it, well, then they go to, back to the carousel where they first kissed and then they kiss in the carousel again. Mm -hmm. And the final shot of the movie is the fucking pipes and, and incandescent light bulbs. The beautiful uh, of, cogs of industry. Yeah, literally steel is the, is the final image of this movie.
Um, so this, that's why I texted you, Daniel. I'm pissed. This movie <laughs> sucked. Yeah, that. Oh uh, God. It's, and we it's didn't even talk. Brutal. We didn't even talk about Jonathan Adams, who was the best part of the movie. Jonathan Adams is the chef of the Italian restaurant. He has voiced uh, so many characters in so many projects. Video games, animated cartoons, animated films, uh, uh, Last Man Standing, like just so many great roles. Uh, and I, I really liked him. He's got a lot of energy. Uh, he's got, again, that very grounded energy we had in the grandpa last week. Mm-hmm. Very uh, just great energy. Uh, I will say after the after the sorry, I'm coming down for my. Uh, I, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Breathe yelling. through it. Breathe through it. Uh, after the chari- the charisma on display and the chemistry between the two romantic interests from yep. last week's movie mm-hmm. into literal cardboard yep uh, between these two like yeah. it, it's like they were it's it's like it was mariah carey's movie yes. where she was not on set with the rest of the actors for her scenes that's what it felt like sometimes oh my my high horse it took so much energy to get off of it <laughs> i'm i'm just now get, I'm get like, out of here snowfire go go yeah <laughs> Uh yeah. <laughs> uh that's that's all I have. That's Daniel, all I've got. Connection. Um, let's do naughtiest, naughtiest and jolliest jolliest? first. Naughtiest so is Lacey. Obviously it's Kylie. She's um, a maniac who needs to be stopped. My runner up was her sister. Definitely. Like I was gonna say obviously it was her sister because she Her sister uh, really her sister who vanishes. Yeah, who vanishes and then comes back. 30 minutes into the movie, she's just gone, and then she shows up like right at the end, like, hello. And then jolliest, I would say, is easy, is our, our good friend. Uh, uh, is Jonathan? Yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan uh, Adams. Ralphie. Ralphie. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Adams, Adams is the actor. Uh, Ralphie, uh, which I think we're in agreement on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, yeah, he's, he was the best actor in the movie and it's, it, it was a shame that he wasn't given a bigger part. Um, you can, because he, you can, he had better chemistry yeah. with Lacey Chevert than, uh, her, um, romantic lead, her, her co-star connections. This is hard. Uh, I've got one. Please. Uh, there's an erroneously mentioned coffee shop by the marketplace in their 15 minute city, which leads me to believe that there's an angel in our midst. Oh. So who do you think the angel is? The angel's gotta be Jonathan. No, I don't think so. You don't think it's Jonathan? No, I don't. That he's too intertwined in the business, and he's been mm. around too long for him to be the angel. He could be a town Christmas angel. The is this a personal angel, a Christmas angel, or a uh, sorry, is this a guardian angel or a Christmas angel? I think it's a guardian angel. And who needs to be guarded in this movie? Probably, probably Nick, right? Probably Nick. I'm going to bargain to say okay. that Bobby is the guardian angel. Remind me here's who Bobby how I, is. Here's Bobby is the kid. Interesting. Here's how I know. Okay. The stamps that he gives. He gives Lacey a friendship stamp at the beginning oh. of the movie. Thus branding her to other guardian angels. They could possibly come her way because obviously Lacey needs a little TLC. And she, so, well, she's got a guardian. Everybody has a guardian angel, but yeah, hers is clearly on sabbatical or something. Right. I mean, for a long time. So Bobby had, to, they had to bring in like ninth string and Bobby was like, okay, I got this one. 
he puts a little Fred. So this stamp guy on doesn't Lacey's have a hand. son. I think Bobby is. Here's here's the thing about guardian angels. I feel Please. they can create whatever reality they want in somebody's life to yeah. to uh, forge a connection. You know, sure. So I I feel as though that Bobby is actually Nick's son, but he's I I mean, either he took over like a sort of brain parasite, like the whatever guardian angel, or Bobby is actually just the guardian angel, like straight up. This would be interesting. This would be our first, um, I mean, possession is the only way to really call yeah. it. Or this is our first case of a guardian angel who has who has intervened in a very direct way in a person's life, literally pretending to be their child. I guess, well, that's yeah, hardcore. I mean, that's, that's, that's family. Yeah. And I, but I think this is, I think this is earned. Okay. I don't think this is out of nowhere. I mm-hmm. think it's earned. Um, do you have anything else? No, I mean, I, I, we obviously need to keep on the lookout for any German cookbooks. Yeah. I, I know Bruckner, the godmother, the godmother. of gingerbread, I will say. Um, now is also, that now, 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 is okay. that a clue to something? The Godmother, the Godmother. Okay, Daniel, where? What do you do? Um, you want two, to do? two obvious choices. I mean, we extrapolate out. We do God, space, mother. We have God. met God in some way, or we've met God in some Bruckner, way. In some way. Okay, I'll write that down. Ina Bruckner is God. What Godmother. If, what if God was one of us, just a gingerbread okay. baker on the bus? Okay. Or we go. We go all the way back to the classic uh, Marlon Brando vehicle. This is perhaps some sort of Christmas godmother. Like, let me make you an offer you can't refuse. Let me make you (laughs) a gingerbread house that you cannot judge because it's inedible partially. Dumb mistletoe Leon. You had it, and then you might have lost it. Um, chestnut alone. I uh, you uh, you had it on Mistletoeleone. I Corley, think Cor Corleone Corleone Alpa Chestnut. Alpa Chestnut. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I, that feels. That's something to me. Uh, Marlon Ginger Brando. Marlon Ginger Brando is also very good. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I, I think this. I think this has legs because. It's such a deus ex machina. Yeah, because, I mean, she was literally brought in. I did not, I, I will say, they mentioned Ina Bruckner and her books and her theories and stuff uh, early in the movie. And I was like, there's no way we're meeting this Ina Bruckner gal. <laughs> well, if she comes in, I was like, it's going to be Meryl Streep or something. Like, I wanted her splurged for this I actress. wanted her to be, like, a complete ass. Like, yeah. I wanted her to be this, like, this final boss gal to beat she like like Lacey is like never meet your heroes type gal like I really wanted that for this movie and it, they let me down they let they you down immensely down. there there I think there's something to her I think there's something to her perhaps this human agent this human agent for Christmas in a direct way the godmother and what better way to pose as an agent for Santa or at least for Father Christmas than as one of the hallmarks of the holiday season, gingerbread. And it's mostly weird to me just because that's not, I've never heard someone call someone of like high stature, the godmother of something. Right. Like that's, 
And well, literally at one point someone's like, oh, do you mean like the, she's the grandmother of gingerbread? No, she's the godmother. Lacey corrects right. her specifically. Now that you mention that, that's a little odd. It's weird. I I, that's something to look out for. I think that's something to look out for. This kind of sure. Christmas mafia. Yeah, there's a little bit. There is some mafioso stuff going on here. There, there's something there's something behind the walls of Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel. <laughs> and we're just we're on the precipice. Daniel, you want to tell me what we got cooking next week? You, ca- you come you come to me on this the day that I set up my Christmas tree. <laughs> you ask me for a favor. <laughs> I'm a single dad. I just learned <laughs> how to be a single dad. I just learned how to be a single father and you come to me and you come. You give, All this way. You do not you do not put an angel up atop my tree. You sit at my dinner table <laughs> eating my jello? You kiss under my mistletoe. My my godfather is awful. <laughs> Any impression I do is terrible. Instantly bad. <laughs> I do like three voices and they're all the same flavor of the same thing. All right. When she left Utah as a young widow, Laura Trudeau left Trudeau. Are you kidding me? Left behind her father, her love of dance and an old heartbreak. Now she must return home to spearhead the renovation of a derelict hotel, which must be restored in time for a Christmas Eve benefit dance performance. But Laura is shocked to learn that her old love, Ricardo Archuleta, the boy who jilted her for a professional dance career is the star of the, (laughs) the star of the dance benefit. And when his dance partner Taylor walks out of the show for an old town out of town audition, Laura has to step in for her reawakening her love of the dance. Not to mention her old feelings for Ricardo, a potent combination that has her head spinning. This is enchanted Christmas. Daniel, this sounds awful. Are I- you <laughs> kid? Uh, I'm sorry. I think the stars are brother and sister. No. The romantic interests. Alexa Penavega is our lead, uh, is playing Laura Trudeau. Carlos Penavega is playing Ricardo Archuleta. It is Utah. Oh, she, did you ever see Spy Kids? Yes. She's Carmen. Oh. Yeah. And her, is it her brother? Her brother plays, her brother plays Carlos Garcia in Big Time Rush, the TV show. Oh, cool. Okay. 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 Um, I love interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, well, we would big time like it if you gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, or give us five stars and hit us with a follow on Spotify. Leave a review, really help us out. You can also uh, visit our website www.mistletoesecret.com and fill out the form on the bottom of the page to tell us your version of the story so far. You can do the same thing by sending us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at hcusecret on twitter.com. Uh, Daniel, you got anything? I want to add a bit, a very quick bit at the end of the episodes where we name one person we'd like to see in a Hallmark movie. Adam Driver. Pitbull. Yours is better. No, I like Adam Driver. <laughs> There's no discussion. Um, There's no discussion. No, 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 no. Just one, just one. Uh, uh, the intro and outro music, of course, written by Daniel Kunkel. Oh, nope, not at all. <laughs> intro, intro and outro music, of <laughs> course, written by Colin Robertson. Uh, the intro music, of course, is called Daniel Hockey for Christmas, and the uh, outro music naturally is called Learning How to Be a Single Dad. <laughs> My name is Trey Flutnicki. My name is Dana Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>